Thank you for joining us at the Heights Baptist Podcast. At our podcast, you're going to be able to listen to previous sermons, but then also to be able to listen to topics such as today's episode in which we engage uh, culture and our faith and how we can grow deeper and closer in our faith to Jesus Christ. Uh, My name is Lee, and I'm the lead pastor here at Heights. I'm joined, as always, by one of the smartest people I know, uh, our worship pastor, Matt Hogan. And uh, our mission here at Heights is to love and to lead all people to a new life with Christ. And so if you'd like to find out more about our church, you can go to heightschurch.org slash connect. And Matt, today in our episode, uh, we are going to talk about the upcoming election so oh, we are about a week out. Um, I'd like to point out to our, our listeners, those who are watching, you can kind of see this, those who are listening just by audio. Matt has zero notes in front of him. I have a few notes in front of him, so, uh, or in front of me, and so we can see the intelligence level is here because you, you do a fantastic job always of just saying everything on top of off your head. And well, that's just because you do all the hard work. <laughs> right, well, so we're going we're gonna to tackle the election. I think this is going to be a good conversation, uh, a conversation we, we need to have, I think, within our culture. Um, we have seen a, another contentious election cycle. Um, there's, I, I know there's more people on the ballot than uh, Trump and Biden. I don't. I really don't know if Kanye is still running or not. Uh, is is he on the ballot? Soon? He's on the ballot in California. He's on the ballot in California. Okay. I still think a surprise entrance at a debate would be awesome. But we know it's pretty much between two men. You know, President Trump, former Vice President Joe Biden. Um, so as we are approaching the election, because this episode is going to come out a week before uh, election day, so there will still be some people, obviously, early voting. Uh, or we'll be voting hopefully on election day. How as Christians should we vote? Let, let's kind of start there. Like how, how do we how do we think through the the voting process? I think it's really important to start out by remembering that the idea <laughs> that believers would have a voice in government would, would be totally uh, totally foreign to the believers of the New Testament. Mm. And so, so the scriptures aren't going to have a lot to say directly about our political process, because the idea that you would have a voice in the government was, would have been a totally foreign concept to uh, believers in the church. Um, So obviously there's principles we can look at, but there, but there's, there's no going to be chapter and verse on how you vote um, in the Bible. And so we look at what the Bible has to say about, you know, how we, what our relationship is to the government. You know, um, Bible has a lot to say about, um, submitting to the governing authorities. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the, the New Testament tells us to pay your taxes. Uh, Jesus says, render to Caesar that which is Caesar's and render to God that which is God's. Um, and there are several places in the New Testament where we're encouraged to pray for, mm-hmm. uh, pray for the emperor. I right. mean, the, the, the emperor for us would be the president. Right. And so that's probably as good of a place to start as anywhere is to just be very prayerful in the way that we um, interact with the political process. Mm -hmm. And rather than um, making a decision based on the guy that we like, or even the the, the platform that we like, what we should do is be on our knees um, and asking how the Lord would have us exercise this uh, privilege that we're given because of the society where we live in, where we have an opportunity to have a voice in government. Yeah. And so I think really, you really want to start out um, by praying. Yeah. And that's a good point too. I've never heard it expressed that way. And I really like that in the sense of in the first century church, they didn't get a vote. 
because you do you have the Roman Empire, you have the emperors, and so that's I mean that's a really good. When you said that, I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> they would have been like, hey Nero, we don't want you with power anymore, <laughs> right? You know, but I think that another scripture too, Romans thirteen, that talks about God's sovereignty over our leaders. Mm-hmm. That we have our leaders because God has appointed them uh, for that time and place. And the a passage you brought up in in praying for our leaders, um, you know, I, I believe that's in First Timothy where it talks about pray for those kings and governing authorities, pray for them so that our lives may be easier and better. And um, uh, that passage has always struck me of Paul essentially saying, yes, pray for, pray for Nero, pray for the emperor. And I've in my mind envisioned that sometimes being read in local churches where a, a pastor's preaching that sermon or reading that, and, and there's a widow because she's widowed probably because the emperor had her husband killed for his faith or mm-hmm. an orphan who's lost his parents because of their faith and they were martyred, you know, and, and if they can pray for them, you know, their, their emperor at that time, then we certainly should be able to pray for our, our politicians, whether we agree or, or we disagree with them. So that's, that's good. So we start, we start with prayer mm-hmm. and then where do we move next? What's kind of our, our framework here? The, the next thing, the next area you're going to want is you're going to, you're looking at basically kind of two sets of issues that come into play. We have a representative government right. in the United States, which means we're actually, we're voting for a person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so really we're, I mean, the, the, the main choice is going to be between two individuals and it's most likely that one of those two individuals is going to win the election. So you're, you're, you're voting for a person to represent you. I mean, and the the same goes true for, for Congress, for Congress, for some of the uh, judge elections Mm -hmm. that'll be more on the local level. You're voting for a person who's going to represent you in government. Um, But then also behind that person, usually there's a set of issues or uh, a platform, right? you know? And so what's important to realize there is just that you are making a very complicated decision. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really important to keep that in mind because as you probably know some people, people of faith are sometimes gonna disagree on who the better candidate is, either based on something in their personality right. or based on the political platform or the issues that they stand for. Yeah. And I think all of those things are things that come into play. Um, and so each one of us has to kind of make a cost benefit analysis, um, looking at these candidates and deciding based on what I know about them personally mm-hmm. and what I know about the platform and the issues that they represent and what they stand for, yeah. um, what is the wisest choice? Right. Um, one of the things I think is important to keep in mind is that a, a vote is not the same thing as an endorsement. Mm-hmm. If we only were to vote for perfect candidates, right. we would have to write in Jesus every time <laughs> because he's the only man who ever lived who was perfect in every way. Yeah. So our choice is always going to be between two fallen, sinful individuals. Yes. Nobody's perfect right. and nobody's platform is going to agree 100% with ours. Right. So there's, there's always going to be, if you're going to vote and you're not going to write in Jesus, there's always going to be sort of a cost benefit analysis that you have to make when you're making that choice. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's all the more reason why it's important for us to kind of recognize that, 
because there's going to be some people, there's going to be faithful believers who say, I can't vote for this guy because of what I see personally. Right. And there's going to be believers that say, I can't vote for this guy because of what the platform represents. Right. And both of those are factors that come into play. Yeah. And I think that's great um, to think through some of those biblical values, positions, you know, like you said, uh, neither party is perfect. Right. Um, neither party, and I know, of course, we're, we're essentially saying Democrats, Republicans. I know right. there are other political parties out there, but the two major ones, neither Democrat or Republican have a perfect Christian platform. Right. Um, I would argue maybe one leans a little more toward the other in, uh, of course, certain areas. Um, but neither one of them perfectly represents Christianity. Right. Neither one of them, Democrat or Republican, has the objective admission like the church does of ushering in the kingdom of God. I mean, you know, we, we have to be able to say that as Christians as, you know, neither one of them want that to really happen as a, as a purpose like we would as a church. Um, and so the way I do look through it is, is what, are, what are the biblical values um, that I can vote for in a certain candidate or party, you know, a platform like you said. Um, but there are times, admittedly, I'm not comfortable in either one as a Christian. You know, now I've only ever voted for one party pretty much my whole life um, because of, of certain issues that I, I'm very firm biblically on. But even in my own party, there's times where I don't love what my own party does sometimes as a Christian. Right. And, and that, I think that is a, a struggle. And so I think there needs to be some room for grace in the discussions among Christians. Um, that's one of my, I think, concerns I see again in 2020 that was there in 2016 um, is very much a, a polar opposite view. You know, there's not much middle ground anymore. There's not much discussion. You're either here or, you know, you're to the right or you're to the left and you're, nobody's in the middle. And, uh, and so there's some things that concern me as far as seeing Christians on, on both sides of the aisle. Well, you can't be a Christian if you vote for this candidate, or you can't be a Christian if you vote for that candidate. And, and I, I want us to be careful on that. Yes. You know, I really do because Paul's very strong in Galatians 1 when he talks about adding to the gospel. Mm -hmm. And the entrance into the kingdom of the God is not a vote, you know. And, and, and so I, I believe that's adding to the gospel. When we communicate, hey, you're not welcome in God's kingdom if you cast a ballot for this certain person. Um, you know, we, we've just got to be careful. We're not mixing the blood of the donkey, the blood of the elephant with the blood of the lamb, you know. And so... So that, that's a good principle so far we're at. We're going to pray. We're going to look through the biblical principles. And then what else? What's our kind of third step on there? Well, really, I mean, we're kind of already halfway there. But the third step is to just be respectful of those who have a different opinion. Right. Um, and, and I think this is, this is going to be a place where the world is going to be watching. We spent yeah. a lot of time last week talking about uh, behavior online and right. social media, especially living in a world... Um, that's become very prevalent of cancel culture. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, and it, it, can, it can be hard, um, especially those who, who maybe have more of a one, one type of viewpoint. It may, it may feel at times like, like the, the world believes very differently politically 
than those of us who, who have faith. And right. so sometimes it, you can feel like you're under attack all the time. It's really important not to return evil for evil, but overcome evil with good. Yeah. Um, and so it's just remembering that um, brothers and sisters are gonna disagree on certain issues and they're definitely gonna disagree on certain candidates. Right. And so to be respectful, if we choose the candidate that we're gonna vote for by praying and listening to our conscience mm -hmm. and evaluating those yep. issues yeah. and allowing the Holy Spirit to lead us, we need to be respectful of those whose conscience leads them in another direction. Right. You know, and I think that's just really, really important. Yeah. Um, uh, in my family, there's, there's three brothers. Um, we've got a sister too, but she's really smart, so she never tells anybody how she votes. <laughs> um, but th there's three of us brothers in the family. Um, and in the last presidential election, now all three of us are committed believers. All of us are Christians. All of us are active in our churches. Right. Um, and all three of us voted differently oh, wow. in the 2016 election. Okay. One of us voted Republican. One of us voted Democrat. One of us voted thir third party. Okay. And that needs to be okay. Right. Um, we can disagree over political issues, yeah. you know, and we can say, well, I think, you know, you should have agreed with me because this is how I feel. And that's okay to have those disagreements. What you don't do is like you were talking about, we don't call someone's salvation into question yeah. because they disagree with us politically. Right. And I think that's just really, really important yeah. is to have that respect, have that space for the people who, um, who are, who uh, have chosen, who have chosen a different candidate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's good. Cause so in, you know, because when we pray, we're looking at our biblical values. We're, we're voting our conscience at the end of the day. You know, um, we know right now, at least a week out from the election, of course, things change in politics quickly. And depending on which polls you read, um, it looks like this could be a pretty close election. Yeah. And it looks like due to probably the mail-in ballots, which is a, a very, not new thing, but at least more this year than normal, this could stretch potentially out yeah. kind of like a, a 2000 scenario with Bush and Gore again, where mm -hmm. it, it may be weeks or months till we really know who won. Mm -hmm. And um, I think how we respond, not only in that interim period, but moving forward, like you said, it's, it's so important um, because our witness is on the line as, as believers in Jesus. And, you know, I, I love America. I mean, I've, I've been in, I've visited other countries around our world in, in different places on mission trips and things. And um, I love visiting, but I would want to only live here. You know? um, but at the same time, I realize I'm a dual citizen and my ultimate citizenship is, is the kingdom of God. And so I think as we think about our politics, um, we, we have to think about Mer America is still an experiment at the end of the day. You know, we are still a very relatively young country compared to other countries in our world. You know, Europe and Rome, like we mentioned earlier, and all those. We are very young comparatively in the world. We're still an experiment mm. that can fail, um, that more than likely over time will fail. I mean, I, I think America at some point is going to not cease to exist. If you, you know, read the book of Revelation and things, we're not named there, but, you know. I mean, um, eventually all of the... All, all of the it, kingdoms are going to cease to exist. All of the kingdoms are going to cease yeah. to exist. But ultimately, the kingdom of God is going to persist. Yes. And the ultimately is kingdom of God is eternal. And so I think when we think about our energy and our focus, politics is important. Voting is important. But it's not the main thing we do 
And it's, it's not the hill we die on, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very much so. Right. Um, one of the things I was thinking about um, is uh, the scriptures tell us to rejoice with those who rejoice mm -hmm. and weep with those who weep. Right. Um, depending on how this election turns out, um, you may be really happy, you may be really upset. Right. And you're gonna have some friends, hopefully you have friends on both sides, you're gonna have some people that are really excited about the way it turned out and you're gonna have some people that are really upset. Um, and I, so I, I think it's, again, kind of going back to some of the stuff we talked about in last week's episode, when you're, act, when you're interacting with people, especially online, yeah. keep that in the back of your mind. Right. There's gonna be people that are really excited. And if you're excited, that's, it's great, share that. There's gonna be, be people that are really upset and have compassion for those people, mm -hmm. you know? It's, it's not a time to, to, to poke fingers and poke fun. It, it's gonna be a time to um, allow them to, to grieve, mm -hmm. you know, the, the, the fact that, you know, that there's a direction, that there's kind of two different paths laid out for this country and, and different people have different thoughts on which is the better path to take and, and one's gonna get taken and the other one's gonna maybe yeah. not be taken. And so, you know, have compassion for people who, who the election didn't go the way they wanted it to. Right. I think that's really important. Yeah, and um, the story I just thought about when you said that is back when Trump won back in 2016, um, a few days after the election, I was in the AT&T store, not here in Alvin, I was up in Pearland, and I was getting my phone worked on, and, and it was a young guy helping me, and uh, football was on, and I commented about, hey, you know, man, I wish you were at home watching football or something. He's like, no, I've been home you know, since Trump won the last couple of days and watching the news cycle over and over, and I've just been staying in bed, and he's like, I just don't know what to do anymore. And I was like, well, what do you mean? You know, he's like, well, I was for Clinton and Trump won. I just don't know what to do. And I looked at him, and I said, here's what you do. You get up in the morning, you go to work, you pay your taxes, you be a good citizen. Like, that's what you do. <laughs> and he was like, well, yeah, but, you know, my party, you know, but Clinton didn't win. I just don't know what to do. I feel lost. I'm like, no, 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 no. This is what we do. Like, sometimes our candidate doesn't win, mm -hmm. um, and, and we still go on. We still, you know, we pay our taxes. We try to be good citizens. And one thing Sandra and I were talking about last night, and she mentioned this on her podcast, um, was in that sense, like you had said, we kind of have two candidates that seem like they want to go two different directions, uh, you know, within our country. And so maybe your candidate doesn't win, um, then figure out how to serve people, you know, and again, this is a Christian thing to do, but how do we, how do we serve? Maybe the vulnerable, you know, so maybe our candidate doesn't win. Um, and let's, let's say Biden wins and he, they undo some abortion laws that maybe Trump set up and you know, then how can we go and help a pregnancy center? How can we go foster? How can we help people in those sense? You know, because I think sometimes we've, we've lost the perspective as voting is one way to use our voice. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of other ways as Christians, we have a greater impact out in the culture than just you know, uh, what putting the, pushing the button on the screen now when we cast a vote, you know, <laughs> I almost said, you know, hitting the Chad, <laughs> the hanging Chad, the hanging Chad. you know, now we, now we just, you know, tap the screen, but that's a way we, we voice our, our voice as Christians. But when we go out and we serve within our culture, that's the greater voice. And yeah. so maybe the election doesn't go the way you want to, then, then find people groups to serve, go help somebody in that way. 
Yeah, and regardless of whoever wins in November, the bottom line is that the Great Commission is still the same. Right. And so our call as believers and our call as the church is to still uh, go and make disciples of all nations. Right. You know, um, and, you know, and of course, and that starts in our own neighborhoods and our own um, districts and precincts and, you know, that the, the community that we're in. Yeah. You know, and so find ways to serve regardless of, uh, of, of, of who's at the top of the ticket or who wins the election, yeah, I good. think is really important. So give us, uh, wrap us up with one kind of last action point, and then I'm going to wrap us up one, one action point too as we move forward thinking about voting and kind of how to respond. Um, I think when it comes to voting, educate yourself and also be aware that there's other races going on than just the president. Yes. Um, we've been talking point. about who is going to be president for at least a couple of years. Right. Um, uh, and so the presidential election is what's on everybody's mind. Right. Um, there are Senate races going on, mm -hmm. depending on where you live. There are there's always congressional races going on. And then there's a lot of local races. Yes. Um, and so it's a good idea. Um, to just get a get an idea of what the issues are, right? Um, not just in your state, but also locally in your in your community. Yeah. Um, and I was I was joking that you know um, here here in the community we live in, we're small enough that when it comes to the local races, usually if I need to know who I'm going to vote for, I just walk up and whoever's running for local office, they're there in the parking they're lot the parking with a tent, <laughs> and, I just, and I just ask, I'm like, who are we supposed to vote for? And right. they usually let me know. Um, you know, usually somebody I recognize. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, you might live in a community that's a lot bigger, right. and you may need to get to know, you know, who, who is my mayor, who are my, mm -hmm. who's my city council, who are my representatives. Those yeah. are all things that are worth um, looking into. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of resources out there on the internet. Mm -hmm. You do a quick Google search, type in, you know, the name of your county, mm -hmm. you know, or where you're located and, and get, get in, get a feel for what's going to be on your ballot. So yeah. you can make an, an educated decision. Um, what would you say to somebody who says, you know what, I just, I just want to stay out of it. I, I'm just going to pass on the whole thing. I think obviously that's a choice and a freedom they have. You know, um, if somebody says, I just want to abstain, mm -hmm. you know, um, would I have a problem with that? No, if that's where they felt like their conscience led them uh, to, to go and to do. Um, you know, I, I encourage people to vote because I think that is a great privilege that we have within our, our country. Mm -hmm. uh, but I do understand, like you said, there's sometimes, you know, the uh, what do I do? I, I can't pick a candidate or I just I'm not comfortable with either one and, mm -hmm. and therefore... I'm just going to withhold. I, I get that. I understand. I'm not going to say, well, no, you, you have to vote. You know, no, you really should vote. Um, but the person who died for the freedom for you to vote also died for your freedom to abstain, you know, is, is the way I look at that. Um, but I, I encourage people to vote. Mm -hmm. right? And like we've said, I encourage them really to pray about it. You know, look at those biblical values, stand strong there. And you, at the end of the day, you got to vote your conscience because right. you're the one that puts your head on the pillow every night. You're the one that stares at yourself in the mirror every day. Um, and, and you've got to look that direction, you know, of, of how you're going to do. I, I think one thing I want to encourage our listeners um, as we're wrapping up is don't let this divide your friendships. Yes. Don't let this divide your families. Don't let this divide your churches. Um, it is important to do as far as voting. Um, but again, it's not the end all thing we do as Christians. Yes. And the body of Christ ought to represent all of those parties, all of those races, all of those people. 
You know, I, I think back to Jesus and when he has his dirty dozen, I call them, you know, the 12 disciples. He's got Matthew the tax collector and Simon the zealot. Yep. And Simon the zealot is, hey, let's go assassinate all the Romans. <laughs> let's get them out of here, overthrow this whole thing. And then you got Jewish Matthew the tax collector is, nope, render unto Caesars what Caesars, pay your taxes full steam ahead. And I just wonder when they're on the road, if Jesus puts them together in the tent at night, like, all right, Hey, room assignments, Matthew, Simon, you're in the tent together. And I'm sure, man, I'm sure they got heated. I'm sure there was discussions at times among the disciples on those, you know, politic issues where they were, it could be heated at times, but at the end of the day, guess what they did? They worked for the kingdom of God. They right. worship Jesus together. They move forward ahead. And that's what I want to encourage people to do with that. So, so we want to thank you for listening to episode four of our podcast. Uh, Matt uh, referenced episode three quite a bit with cancel culture. And so if you haven't listened to that one, I would encourage you to go back and listen to that because we, we dive into that episode a little bit more of how to treat one another online. And that's going to be important uh, moving forward ahead in these days of the election and also over the next several weeks, several months, several years. And so we want to encourage you uh, to listen to that if you've missed episode three. But thank you for tuning in today. If you'd like to know more about Heights, you can go to heightschurch.org slash connect. Also, we'd love for you to join us in person on Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. or 10.30 a.m. Or you can watch us online at Facebook and on our Heights YouTube page at 9 a.m and 10.30 a.m. So until next time, God bless, and I hope you have a great week.